Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Each and every Monday is $9 Monday at both wagertalk.com and sportsmemo.com when all daily picks packages are priced at only $9, including 5% best bets normally priced at $35. As an added bonus, any picks packages loaded early for overnight Tuesday or action during the week will also be priced at $9 until midnight on Monday. So make sure to take advantage of getting these $25 and $35 picks for only $9 before the clock strikes 12 and they return to regular price. Hey guys, welcome in and a very happy Monday to you now as uh, we get ready to say goodbye to February and uh, we welcome in the madness that is March right around the corner. But we do have, uh, well, it's officially started. Conference tournament season is here uh, in some spots around the country and we've got a couple of games tonight in college hoops. We're going to break down for you, see if we can't find a couple of edges that we like. And we are going to do it with three of our favorites at WagerTalk and SportsMemo.com as we welcome back in Double R1L, Steve Merrill in the house, as is Mr. Finn, they call him. I don't know anybody calls him that. Uh, Tony Finn, actually, in the house, as well as uh, the mid-major god, mid-major Matt, Matt Josephs, in the house over at SportsMemo.com. Gentlemen, can't believe February is uh, is almost gone here. Madness is almost upon us. A couple of final regular season games uh, this week for some of these power conferences. But for the most part, hey, mid-major season tournament time is here, Merrill. Uh, for a $9 Monday, did, uh, did you see anything that stuck out to you here tonight over on your page? Yes, I did. And as you know, Joe, well, first of all, it's conference tournament. It's honor of mid-major meta. I wore my CAA oh. sweatshirt today. CAA gets started on Friday. I'll actually be on the Friday episode, so maybe I will talk about the Hampton-Monmouth 12 versus 13 play-in game. No mid-major meta will be tuning in for that info. But as you know, I don't believe in $9 Monday. I think it should be $4.50 Monday. Rob Vino and I have talked often about that. 
and therefore I made a two for one special, nine dollars each, or get them both for nine dollars and make it four fifty Monday. Two strong best bets, and don't forget about the free plays. Got a free play in your Baylor Oklahoma State Cowboy game, Joe Ranieri. Free plays on a quiet seventy five percent run since the end of January. Best bets have been number one in the NBA this year, hitting at all cylinders. Steve Merrill, WagerTalk.com. I am fairly certain that the three of us can put up more points than Oklahoma State can. Uh, Tony Finn, what is going on, uh, my man? Welcome in here. Uh, You've got uh, NBA action uh, tonight. You've got uh, some college hoops. Did anything uh, stick out to you that's available over at WagerTalk? I wish I could say I did. I have a couple games that I've beaten around the – um, the badminton net here in Las Vegas for tonight. I made a decision on one. It'll be up as soon as the show's over. NBA, uh, NBA, uh, I find it a little bit uh, more aesthetically pleasing right now than college. But that said, um, that's what March Madness is all about. I can't hardly believe it's already March, Joe. But uh, here we Shoot. are, and I'm glad it's here. Crazy. It really is when you think about it. Mid-major, Matt. Matt Joseph, sportsmemo.com. Uh, uh, I know you uh, you you love this time of year here. We got a lot of the uh, major, uh, mid-major conferences getting ready for tournament time here. Uh, A-Sun tonight, I believe. A couple of games uh, rolling. How about you over at sportsmemo.com? Do you have anything lock-loaded, ready to roll for us? Uh, there was only one play I liked today. It was obviously not the best card for that stuff. A lot of the stuff I liked in the MIAC has already moved uh, a lot. So uh, I have one play. I'm going to give it out in the show as my best bet. But, yeah, I uh, just finished putting together a video on the A-Sun tournament. So I'll look for that in my Twitter feed shortly. All right, guys. Uh, awesome stuff here. We do have uh, a couple of, uh, shall we say, some of the big conferences, uh, regular season games uh, coming to an end. One tonight going to be in a big 12. We'll focus on Iowa State as they are now laying five against uh, West Virginia that came oh so close to upending Kansas, but it just wasn't meant to be. 134 is the total, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip, and Iowa State lately can't buy a win here. Uh, Three-game losing streak, I believe, here. Uh, and now they got to take on a West Virginia team that they're only five and 11 in the big 12 Merrill, but man, they got a lot of wins. What is those so-called quadrant one wins, uh, working in their favor this year. So it's certainly not a do or die spot for them for making the tournament, but who do you give the edge to in this one? Yeah, it's crazy to think a 16 and 13 team, who, by the way, I think will be 16 and 14 after tonight and is four and nine, most likely four and 10 on the road tonight is locked into the tournament. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. They do have Kansas State on deck in their home finale. Uh, as you mentioned, Joe, a tough near miss at Kansas, losing by just two. And they haven't been a good road team. Almost pulled that upset. I do think this is a tough spot. Second road game in three nights for a team that's not good on the road. And there's also other reasons to like Iowa State here. First of all, they've got revenge. It's something we always look at with quality teams. I do think Iowa State's a quality team, 17-11, and 13-2 at home, strong home court with revenge, and it's a last home game spot. Um, so it'll be a focus spot here. So really good revenge spot for Iowa State. And I also like the matchup. Iowa State's one of the slowest half-court teams in the country. West Virginia in the upper third as far as fast-paced teams, up-tempo. Not a good matchup here. West Virginia got them on their home court by five earlier this year, but I don't think history repeats itself. I like Iowa State in this one. All right, like an Iowa State to get it done uh, at home here. Tony Finn, um, are you a believer in this Iowa State team uh, getting it done at home here? 
Well, I, I, I always have been. Uh, the, I think the Hilton magic is real, but uh, this has been a team that's kind of disappointed me as in recent games. West Virginia under Huggy Bear, always tough. I, this is a difficult matchup, I think, for an Iowa State team, even at the Hilton. Um, West Virginia, they are who they are. They've always been under Huggy Bear, a physical team. This one's a little different in the fact that they, you know, they – they don't seem competitive at times on the road. Now they were very competitive in that Kansas game, albeit a surprise. They were late. They were down by almost double digits late and they made a couple buckets, made it appear to be really close. But for the most part in that game, Kansas controlled it from start to finish. Um, Iowa state all of a sudden, this is a good defensive club. All of a sudden they can't seem to defend without fouling. And this is a team West Virginia. You don't want to foul. They go to the line. That's really how they won. Um, and this, this, the first match between these two, again, this is going to come down to execution. Who's going to defend a, a better, really, in the paint, at the rim? And uh, when it comes to Iowa State at Hilton, with the line being basically a pick em, I'm going to have to lean with the home team. Leaning with the home team here. That's uh, two for Iowa State there, uh, mid-major, Matt. You know how this works. If you pick Iowa State, we are running to the window here to back <laughs> West Virginia. So tell me, where are you leaning in this one, Matty? Uh, I, I mean, I kind of do lean to West Virginia just a little bit. I mean, obviously, it's something I'm not going to play, and it's a bit of a concern that they're coming off the game at Kansas. But, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, West Virginia's been a pest so far this season, it feels like, in a lot of these games, you know, losing by four at TCU and losing by one at Oklahoma. And I think Tony touched on it, you know, the fact that West Virginia is going to be able to get to the line against Iowa State. It's actually in both directions. West Virginia is 338th in defensive fouling, essentially, and Iowa State is 334th. So, you could see both of these teams uh, try and take advantage of that situation. If you get the right officials tonight, the over might be worth a look. Now, the problem is if you get the wrong officials, these two offenses will make your eyes bleed, it feels like. And so <laughs> the over would certainly be a tough thing to take. But there's a lot of points here. I think it's almost in West Virginia range because I think getting to the free throw line will help them equalize in this situation. Yeah, it's going to be intriguing here. Big 12 uh, on uh, on focus here tonight. Can they break uh, that three-game losing streak? Iowa State get one in the win column on the home court. We shall see, though. We're seeing fives across the board here, guys. 9 o'clock Eastern time tip on that one. We are going to switch gears, and we're going to talk about a different uh, matchup here tonight. In the big sky, how about Eastern Washington laying two now against Montana State? I believe the total in this one, 144 and a half. And uh, let's see, the Bobcats uh, of Montana State, uh, I believe they just won. They beat Portland State uh, over the weekend there. And yet, uh, boy, oh, boy, look at that. They couldn't win every game, Eastern Washington, although they tried to. Uh, they uh, had that crazy... Winning streak busted up here in their last game. I believe it was Idaho State, uh, 71-63. They lost. But now here we go. Uh, opportunity and a revenge spot, no less. I feel like we just saw this at, at one point. Uh, what do we do here? Uh, Merrill Eastern Washington been real, real good in this spot here all year long. They did just uh, lose a game finally. Is that a good thing or a bad thing here? Well, the fact is they haven't lost at home yet. If I'm not mistaken, Joe, I think they're still 11-0 at home, though. Mm -hmm. As you said, that was at Idaho State. So they do have an undefeated home record. This is their last game of the regular season, last home game, undefeated home court. And as you mentioned, with revenge. And then on top of that, 
Montana State is coming off their last home game on Saturday. Now they travel with just one day's rest um, after beating Portland State at home. So I think this is a great setup for Eastern Washington, the basic straight-up win situation. Um, they did win the earlier meeting, so they don't have revenge here. I misspoke here. They won by three at Montana State. And what was interesting about that game is that Montana State took 30 three-point shots at home. They were just nine for 30, 30%. You're like, well, they're, they've had, they shot better, they'd win. But that's not normally their game. In fact, on the season, they average just 19 three-point attempts against teams that permit 21. Eastern Washington gives up a ton of threes. They give up 26 three attempts a game. Once again, the league average is just 21. So basically what that tells me is that Eastern Washington was able to dictate the way the game played and made Montana State take more threes. And they only had 30% because, once again, that's not their game. So now at home, laying the short number, I think they're going to be able to dictate the game once again. Last home game, undefeated home court. Wish there was revenge, and then it would be a really good setup. But I still like the situation for Eastern Washington to win and cover. All right. Eastern Washington uh, to win here at a small number at uh, home. I believe it was an 18-game winning streak there. Uh, Tony Finn, it was kind of obnoxious, but they did finally lose on the road back home here. What do you think we're getting tonight? Well, be, you know, I, I really agree with Steve here. I like Eastern Washington in this spot, despite the fact that uh, that Montana State's played well recently. Uh, tonight, they're aiming for their fifth in a row, I believe. Look at their last game. They scored 91 points, uh, made almost 50% of their field goals, 60 from the three line. Uh, Beetle Battle and Brown. All double figures, tough trio, really, as far as points go. But uh, again, Eastern Washington at home, always a, this is a team that you see that in people that aren't real familiar, maybe just weekend warriors guys that see Eastern Washington pop up every once in a while with an upset or uh, an impressive outing. They've, they have a, while they're not to, you know, while they're not one of the power six rich tradition programs, this is a, this is a big sky team that, that really, really always comes to play and, and I think that happens uh, again tonight I think that they're going to protect home court in the game again this should be competitive um, they, they they've struggled defensively a little bit recently especially giving up over 70 a game which is unusual I think for this team and and uh, I think if they get up 71 I, I think if they play just an average defensive game or at least hold their own um, on the stop side of the court they come out the winners all right, good stuff there. Another one for Eastern Washington. Matt, are you a uh, believer, a uh, little home cooking here tonight, or do you have some doubts? Uh, I, I liked Montana State at plus three. I thought that there was some value there because if you look at this, the, the last couple of games between these two, they've all been close. Last year, um, Montana State nearly won at Eastern Washington, and, and, and Montana State has the veterans. I think the biggest thing that, that, that concerns me here is, as everybody mentioned, Eastern Washington coming off a loss. And if they were continuing on, it would almost be like a sleepwalking effort. There's nothing at stake here. Uh, Eastern Washington's locked up the one. Uh, Montana State has locked up the two. So you, that's another thing that kind of throws into like, obviously you're going to get a good effort. You know, early on is Eastern Washington the type of coach that has will play his seniors uh, and just kind of let them, you know, go out there and play early on we don't know that uh, some coaches do that sort of thing since this game doesn't matter but i do like montana state i think montana state could could win this conference tournament here um but certainly i think at three there was a little bit more value now you're getting down to two and there's some one and a halfs out there so uh, i think that value kind of went away on montana state but th that team's for real and eastern washington hasn't exactly been playing great as of late 
Well, I mean, you know, to your point, it was three. It ain't three anymore. So somebody's betting. Uh, somebody is betting Montana State uh, here as that line has dropped from the open. Should be a good one uh, here tonight for the Big Sky. We do have one more game on tap. We're going to break down for you and the MEAC. It is we're heading to with North Carolina Central. Winners of five straight, trying to make it six straight here, I believe, laying the three against well, the MEAC uh, number one team right there, right? Norfolk State, who's got a pretty good streak of their own here. They've won seven of their last eight. They're tied for the top spot uh, with Howard, in fact. So, I don't know, Matt, I'm coming back to you here, man. Guide us uh, down this MEAC path here. Uh, who should we be looking at here? Uh, I mean, I love this matchup, and obviously it's not one that's on necessarily people's radars, but it's two really good coaches who probably should be elsewhere because they've done such good work in their at their own universities. Um, and, and certainly you look at Norfolk State, their offense is one of the best in the conference. Their defense is one of the best in the conference. Uh, they've had some shaky production away from home, lost a, a game at Morgan State, a, a team they probably should have won on the road. But a lot of veterans on this, on this Norfolk State team, I don't think they're going to be rattled very much. And we've seen this line kind of go all over the place, it feels like. Um, it, it went up, and then it went down, and, and it's now at three in a lot of places. I think there's some value with Norfolk State on the road here. I think they're a veteran bunch who won't necessarily get intimidated by a very tough place to play in NC Central. Um, but I think that, you know, these are two of the better teams in the MEAC, and certainly it always helps Norfolk State that this tournament is played at the scope, so they get a lot of the, uh, a lot of the home court advantage for that one. Yeah, I mean, on on paper, it looks like a couple of pretty even teams here, uh, Merrill. And what do we do with this uh, situation here? Are we looking to take the points or are we looking to lay the points here? Yeah, this game's just right down the road from both Matt Joseph's and me here in the state of Virginia. And um, Norfolk State won the game on January 30th. So we do have another situation here. We have a strong home court, last home game revenge situation. So although this isn't a conference I'm normally handicapping in the regular season, um, because there is such a low level of play at the bottom. I, these are two of the better teams, so I think we can handicap this like we would a Power 5. And NC Central, 11-1 straight up at home this year. Last home game on the season. They're on the road, by the way, later this week on Thursday for a road game. And they also have six-point revenge from losing at Norfolk State back on January 30th. So the last home game, strong home court with revenge. Uh, this is the type of setup I like to look for. And by the way, one other thing I'll point out about this is that Norfolk State's been very fortunate this season. We look at the luck index factor from Ken Palm. Once again, not a handicapping factor I use much because it's basically straight up win situations only. But once again, this is a competitively priced game at minus three. Norfolk State is the 15th luckiest team out of 363 this year. North Carolina Central, just 327th. They've been very unlucky. So I think there's some value for several reasons with North Carolina Central laying the minus three at home tonight. All right, laying the three at home with uh, with the favorites uh, here, and they've been really good at home uh, too as well. There, uh, I believe, twelve and one uh, on their home court here. So, what do we do uh, tonight? Experience um, does it win out here, like uh, mid-major Matt suggested? Uh, very well, could be the case. I mean, it's been mentioned here by by both of my esteemed colleagues. North Carolina Central um, been very consistent on both both the dichotomies of being home and away uh however they've been much much better at home they're a team that gave up 16 basically they allowed 16 plus points fewer per game at home than they did away and that's 
that's significant. Maybe not so much in conference or tournament play. All depends on the venue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they haven't been very good offensively recently, uh, despite being good at home. Norfolk State, um, in their last six game, six road games, for instance, they've been they've been okay, kind of iffy. Three, one, and two ATS. 0-4-1 against the spread in the last five games, though, against teams with a winning record. In this game, rather than going to a side, I probably would be leaning to um, points scored here. Um, if you look at if you look at Norfolk State, for instance, they're 7-0 in their last seven road games to the over. And in this case, it's it's a little bit of a contrary to what I just described about North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central. However, um, in this game, I'm probably going to lean to experience, just like they've mentioned so far. Give me the experience club late in a season uh, in games that are pretty important. All right, good stuff there, guys. Three games uh, on the card here tonight. Not a uh, not a tremendous card, but opportunities here as the uh, final couple of regular season games uh, going to get underway. A couple of uh, conference tournaments underway here. Uh, let's see if there is a game on this card these guys like a little bit more than the rest. It's best bet time here. And uh, Matt, mid-major Matt over at sportsmemo.com. Um, you mentioned a couple of these games got out of control, uh, you know, from the market perspective. Uh, tell me which uh, game you like a little bit more than the rest here. Uh, so I'm playing Florida State tonight. It's a team that I played a lot uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then they started playing poorly. So I got away from them, and now I'm back on them. And I think a couple of things here. First off, the, you know, obviously some people will say, well, they expended a lot of energy at Miami. They're not going to be ready for this one. Traditionally, before this season, Florida State has been a very tough place to play. Um, you look at, uh, you know, this season, obviously they have a ton of losses at home, and it's been kind of a lost season. But this is a wicked sandwich for for North Carolina. The emotional victory at home against Virginia. And then, oh, yeah, that, that, that Duke team is coming up next. And I understand that they're going to win. And most likely they are going to win this game. But North Carolina struggles hitting threes. Florida State struggles defending threes. Uh, the one thing that does concern me for this play is Florida State, despite all the size they have, is a horrendous rebounding team, which I never understand because usually Leonard Hamilton teams are really good rebounding the basketball. But it's a lot of points. It's a, a lot of points here for a very live home court advantage, a very good head coach and a North Carolina team that could be sitting there saying, well, we beat Virginia. We got Duke next. This game doesn't mean as much. So give me Florida State plus eight tonight. I'm hoping that uh, North Carolina is a little fat and happy after their win on Saturday. All right. Uh, looking for FSU to get it done uh, here tonight against uh, North Carolina at home, the final home game for Florida State. How about it there, uh, Tony Finn? Uh, which uh, game did you uh, circle for us here on the show? We're going to go out west, out here in the, at least close to me, here in the Mojave, and that's a, a Weber State game. I, I actually I like Weber State over in northern Arizona. This, uh, um, it, Despite the fact that I like Jalen Cohn and he's been leading northern Arizona scoring with almost 17 uh, scoring over 20 and many, many, many of the uh, of their efforts this season. Um, Xavier Fuller, a good player too, there in Northern Arizona. The problem here is that Northern Arizona doesn't know how to spell defense. They, they've been very porous defending uh, their rim, defending their paint, defending the lines, you name it. They've difficult, difficult time defending, period. Uh, if you look at um, their numbers, just their basic stats, 74 points a game. They're like, that's 289th in the nation. Uh, opponents shooting almost 47% from the field, 35% from the three line. Those numbers aren't crazy crazy 
at least crazy seemingly is if you just glance at them but look at the rankings 324 224 respectively and what i just mentioned uh the lumberjacks offense can they keep up can they keep pace with northern arizona i think they can i like the weaver state tonight uh minus or at least should i say plus the small number on the road all right there you go weaver state and i'm buying it there north arizona so uh that too uh gonna be an intriguing matchup and merrill uh, how about you? You mentioned a couple of uh, best bets for $9 Monday uh, over on your page. Is there uh, a game here that you have uh, for the show that you like a little more than the rest? Two strong best bets for Monday night. One in the NBA, one in college hoops. Normally, they're each $9 because it's $9 Monday, but you can get both for $9. That's $4.50 Monday because I have a two-for-one special $9 combo, NBA and college hoops. Don't forget, NBA ranked number one this year in 2023 at wagertalk.com. College hoops has been top two to three all season as well. Don't miss out. A two-for-one special for just $9. Tremendous discount, wagertalk.com. I also have a bonus play in the Baylor-Oklahoma State game, and those free plays on my page have gone 18-6, and six, 75% since the end of January. So check that out. And the reason I mentioned that free play, I'm going to give you a different one here for the show, a free over-under play. On the late night card at 10 o'clock Eastern, last game on the regular rotation, let's take a look at Sacramento State and Portland State over 143. Now, Sacramento State's one of the 10 slowest teams in the country. Portland State is one of the 20 fastest teams in the country. So if we can guess which one can dictate tempo here, we're going to probably get the total right because you have slow versus fast. And I think it will be a fast-paced game for a few reasons. First of all, Portland State playing at home. I always believe home teams can dictate tempo a little bit better than road teams. It's also the last home game, last regular season game of the season for both of these teams. Last home game, obviously, for Portland State, but last regular season game as well. Nothing really to play for for Portland State, who's 13-17, and 4-13 on the conference. They're looking forward to next week for the conference tournament where they can maybe make a Cinderella run. So nothing to prove here. I think this will have a playground mentality, and Portland State is a terrible defensive team. So even though Sacramento State normally plays slow, they will be able to score in this game. Portland State giving up over 47% shooting on the season. Totals in the low, low 140 range. The first meeting hit 137 at Sacramento State the last day of December. But upon further inspection, should have been a lot higher score. Once again, Portland State, a good offensive team against a terrible defensive team, and they still shot just 39.5% and only scored 63 points. They will score more here at home. Sacramento State will follow. Take Portland State, Sacramento State over 143 at 10 o'clock Eastern tonight on Monday. Don't forget a bonus free play. My official free play for Monday night is in the Baylor-Oklahoma State game on my page at wagertalk.com, 18-6, and 6, 75% run of those free plays that I post every day on my page. And more importantly, don't miss two super strong best bets, two-for-one special NBA and college combo, $9 Monday, Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com. All right, intriguing game there, uh, Merrill, as our good friends from – Thegoldsheet.com, they too have a uh, best bet here they like tonight, and it's in that game. And it is with Portland State laying a couple of points here, and they point out, of course, that Sacramento State, well, this is their third game in five nights, all three, by the way, on the road. We also have a revenge spot here for Portland State. They blew, as Merrill mentioned there, that 15-point lead in the first meeting while Sacramento Well, Sacramento State has lost each of its last seven road games, and that is what they are anticipating will happen again here tonight. As our friends from the Gold Sheet, their play of the day is going to be on Portland State laying that small number here. 
All right, I want Jason because uh, Oklahoma State's been uh, dead to me now for uh, the better part of a month here. But I doesn't mean I won't look at the total in this one here. Uh, Keontae George out for Baylor at least until the Big 12 uh, uh, tournament starts. That is a huge, and it cannot go unstated how big a loss that is for Baylor given the fact that he averages about – 16 points a game and he takes a little over 30 percent of Baylor's shots when he's on the court uh they take a ton of bad shots when he's not on the court they're going to take another ton of bad shots against one of the better defenses here tonight if Oklahoma State has any shot at winning this game this game is staying woefully under the 141 and a half that they have posted here now they are not going to be able to get into a firefight with Baylor. They don't want a firefight with Baylor. I do think this game, just like the first matchup, uh, is going to stay under 141 and a half points. And to recap one more time, guys, we've got Sacramento State and Portland State up and over to 143 tonight for Steve Merrill. Tony Finn, Weber State, plus that point and a half. Grab it now while Matt Joseph says... Leonard Hamilton, Florida State, going to roll right out of Miami, back to Tallahassee and roll. North Carolina here, plus eight is what he's looking at. I'm going to look at that under in Baylor, Oklahoma State tonight at 141.5, while our friends at the gold sheet, well, they like Portland State laying now three and a half in that game against Sacramento State. And it is $9 Monday, which means if you head over to wagertalk.com, visit Steve Merrill. Visit Tony Finn, their best bets, just nine bucks now. And if you head over to sportsmemo.com, that's where you'll get mid-major Matt and his best bets uh, right now. Nine bucks, guys. Head on over. Visit Matt Joseph's over at sportsmemo.com. And, of course, Steve Merrill, Tony Finn, wagertalk.com. Go grab those best bets tonight for just nine bucks. That'll do it for us here again, small card. A lot of great matchups again tomorrow as conference tournament week has uh, begun and we've got you covered here on the college basketball tip-off show on behalf of steve merrill tony finn matt josephs we appreciate the time guys best of luck with all the plays tonight come back and join us again tomorrow we'll do it all over until then good luck we'll see you soon How do you like to finish the college basketball season paying under $30 per week? Between now and Selection Sunday on March 12th, there are still tons of regular season college basketball action to go. Plus, all of the conference tournaments and Wager Talk and Sports Memo are announcing their March Madness Bonanza special that will include the rest of the college basketball regular season, conference tournaments, NCAA tournament through the national championship, and any plays released in the NIT or CBI tournaments. That's right, from Monday, February 27th through Monday, April 3rd, there are five full weeks of hoops action, which breaks down to under $30 per week. Sign up for this promotion now on your favorite handicappers homepage and get the rest of the college basketball season through the national championship in Houston on Monday, April 3rd, plus all non-March Madness tourneys, including the NIT and CBI, all for only $149. That's under $5 a day for one of the best betting experiences in sports. Some call March Madness the most exciting time in sports betting, so act fast as the March Madness Bonanza Special is only available for a limited time. Grab your favorite college basketball handicapper, or perhaps add two or three college hoops experts to make this March Madness not only exciting, but also profitable. 
No coupon is needed. Just head to the homepage of the Handicapper of Choice and lock the $149 price in now. As the earlier you sign up, the more days you receive.